1: Went to my mom's house, and I got some old CDs because she's finally cleaning out all our old bedrooms, like the closets, and I guess it was Maria's CD collection because it definitely had uh, Dangerously in Love, so I I did grab that.
0: Wasn't that like an anniversary today or yesterday?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was something like that.
0: Today, because today's the 23rd. Damn. she dropped it in 2003
1: damn right we 17
0: what? whole years ago nigga
1: we were what 8th grade
0: 14 yep yeah. going I'm going to ninth grade yeah that's what it was <laughs> crazy
1: we're so old
0: did you hear the fucking raw vocals do you still have title
1: uh uh-uh. I have apple music
0: the raw harmonies do you have title? Uh, not anymore. I got it, and then after a while, I was like, I don't really see the hype, because they weren't really... It didn't have as much exclusivity on there that I was expecting when it first uh, dropped. And I wasn't really using it. Like, I, I noticed that I wasn't using the app as much, so I was just like, I'm just
1: not. Yeah, that's more or less what I did. Now... The high definition, sound that shit is noticeable.
2: Mm.
0: No, but apparently I don't know if she put this snippet on title or the whole song. But her, her motherfucking harmonizing ability. Uh, yeah, I did do, yeah. I don't understand.
1: Merlo. I've had Merlo in a while.
0: Me either. Like, how does one voice sound like a choir? That's like a seven-part harmony.
1: That That's her unsung, like, that's the thing that makes her different from other people. It's crazy.
0: I know. With the ad-libs and all, too, like, that type of precision is ridiculous to be able to like listen to yourself over and over and keep like layering things on top and create that blend that's crazy especially to do that with harmonies but to do that with like ad-libs to throw ad-libs on top of all that too
1: yeah it's just like um i don't understand group message always gets started when but yeah she's uh she's on another level like even with the uh when she got on the savage remix Mm. her harmonies on top of it is what made it like just crazy
0: it's just that like perfect Beyonce touch Yeah, but then with the release of the song, did you actually go to the website? where she had like basically a big ass black directory of Mm -hmm. like
1: a black-owned all black businesses.
0: Like that shit was fucking in alphabetical order
1: on Juneteenth.
0: On Juneteenth, and she snuck it on us too. Yes, definitely. Because it came like super late at night. night. Like, I saw the notification, because I only get notifications for Beyonce, because if you were up on December 13th, 2013. That was a magical moment. You know to pay attention
1: to all of (laughs) Beyonce's shit from here on out. Bro, that was a Twitter moment for the ages. That shit was magical. And then... She basically
0: did the same thing for uh, Lemonade, just dropping a whole visual. Yeah, it, we knew she was doing something, but we didn't know it was going to be a visual. Nor did we know that it was going to be an album. Nor did we know that it was going to be a tour. Like,
1: like they knew for sure that it was. They were saying that she was going to do the HBO thing, so everybody thought it was going to be like Life Is But a Dream. Yeah, and then it wasn't. And then it was like, uh, album available. It's like, wait,
0: what? But now, yeah, I was dozing off, and I saw that. Uh, saw that notification and it just looked like a a regular like instagram post i was like okay i'll see that in the morning because i had to that was the night i had to go to bed early and then to wake up and be able to like jam that shit basically on the road i just love her i can't i can't not i don't understand how people can hate her
1: they hate her cuz they hate themselves. And and I know like a lot of people
0: still say like she's just capitalizing off of blackness now and she's blah blah blah. And I'm just like
1: I mean, that's her right. She's black.
0: For one, as an artist, <laughs> that's that is her culture.
1: Like right, she's not appropriating anything.
0: And two, I don't okay, so people have to be able to understand like evolution of an artist too like when she first debuted like all of her solo stuff it wasn't under her own um producing company or anything like she was still just trying to survive as a solo artist so i feel like that that debut is always different than pretty much all the work thereafter for new artists like i guess we could say the same thing for nikki like Nikki's new shit, when she first came out, all of her her debut stuff was not... What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Matured?
0: Yeah. And then she went on, like, this whole, like, pop kind of move to, I guess, try to gain more fans which that is just something that like artists do when they're trying to stay on top like try different things
1: i think with beyonce it's a little different not from nikki but like uh she had to set herself apart from destiny show mm-hmm. and also not look like she was breaking up the band so she had to do a kind of a measured thing she couldn't go full yeah. one way right she had to bring along all her fans with her mm-hmm. and then eventually she matured into being like nigga beyonce
0: <laughs> but then too i feel like when she debuted as a solo artist there wasn't really there wasn't really a call for her to be like black superwoman she could be a little bit more free and just kind of you know be a performer and be a vocalist without having to she
1: be she, sister soldier like she was the Beyonce that was needed at that time
0: yeah now i feel like she knows her platform is important to her and she knows how huge of a following that she has she knows that she's an influencer she cares about this stuff of course she's going to do things that reflect that so I don't know. I just hate when people say like, "Oh, now she wanna be black," and I'm just like,
1: "I was watching she's
0: a never not been black. Like right. She's been talking about being a southern woman, woman the entire time with southern roots forever. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, people project shit on artists, also. Yeah. But I was watching a mini documentary yesterday about protest music during the Bush era, mm-hmm. and it made me remember that. The 03, 04 era of like music wasn't political. Music, especially like after the Dixie Chicks got into all their shit, people stayed away from overt politics, especially because it was a war going on and you didn't want to look like you were un-American. Yeah. So you couldn't be outwardly political. That's why when like Kanye came out in like five and he did the George Bush doesn't care about black people it yeah. was so... Jarring. Yeah. Because people weren't doing that. Yeah. like They would do subtle things like I don't like this president and stuff but nobody would just be like yo, fuck George Bush. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now we openly just be like yo, fuck 45. <laughs> fuck that nigga. Fuck these niggas. So yeah. it's a little different. And then plus... In the the Black Lives Matter era, things are all the way different. Mm -hmm. So we're more political, more outwardly political.
0: And, I mean, it's just the, the easiest and quickest way to get people more involved and bring more awareness is to use your fucking social media. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm just... I'm sick of niggas hating her everybody calm down okay what does she do to y'all
1: she brings out their insecurities about themselves she said it in the song but she's if you can't appreciate a bad bitch surrounded by bad bitches you a hater <laughs> <laughs> i hate I'm, I'm
0: just gonna read some of the lyrics because i can't play it but she started off with i'm going back to the south I'm going back where my roots ain't watered down.
1: Her last three albums have been Southern hip hop classics. <laughs> She's done more rapping in a traditional Southern style in her last three albums than niggas have in their whole career. She had Migos ghostwriting for her on Ape Shit. And she was spitting that shit.
2: Man, <laughs> fuck
1: these niggas. Um, um,
0: she then says, where my roots ain't watered down, growing, growing like a bob tree. That's black ash. That's some black ash shit. Black ash. Drip all on me. Ankara Dakshiki print. Like, what? Hold up. Don't I smell like such a nag chopper <laughs> incense? Like, how... How do you rap about Nog Chompa? I mean and make it this fucking fly.
1: I like Hotepish uh Beyonce the best. Yes,
0: this is this is Ho culture at its finest.
1: Um also, I mean like let's not act like we all haven't moved more black and more outwardly pro black lately. We've all done that, mm-hmm. except for me because I, I stay this way. <laughs> it's just like on the Avengers when uh, uh, the Hulk at the end he was like, "The secret is I'm always angry." That's me. I'm always on some black shit. Y'all niggas be think I'm tripping, and now I'm trying my hardest not to be on some uh a know it all. But I like did. people are like telling me shit, but like yeah, I, I know. I already know. Yeah, it was like... I've been here. And I don't want to seem like an asshole, but it's just like, yo, I, yeah, I'm really out here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've seen all this shit. In these streets, nigga. And then, like, let's not act like... A couple of years ago, you couldn't have told me that we'd be letting people off on Juneteenth. And companies be letting it be an, uh A company-wide holiday. Yeah, didn't they go ahead and make it official that it's going to be a holiday next year? Not yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Depending on how this election goes.
0: I thought I saw somebody say that Juneteenth for 2021 is officially marked a holiday.
1: It might be statewide, but it's not nationwide. Mm. That's one of those other things to where it'll eventually have to be ratified by each state. But if we keep up this pro-blackness, it's definitely going to happen. Um, I mean,
0: I just feel like at this point, that's the least America can do.
1: Yeah, at the very least, <laughs> like that
0: should be something that y'all get on board with quickly right. and easily. Like, well, you know,
1: <laughs> that this... way y'all could have a talking point. And be like, well, we yeah, exactly. Juneteenth,
0: we didn't have to give y'all no money, so we are gonna give y'all this we'll, one
1: extra day. <laughs> we'll give you niggers another day. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Juneteenth, we had a very festive Juneteenth.
0: Oh, yeah, we had some lit-ass fucking Jamaican food. Oh, man, that Jamaican food was so good. I told you, bro. I wanted some the very next day. That's, I was still <laughs> full the next day. For one, because I stuffed myself.
1: I, like I but, told you. I was like, bro, I'm going to eat half of these. Like, no, nah, I think I got a little bit more. <laughs> I was like,
0: I want to stop, but I can't. It's just everything was so good. Ugh, I got to learn how to really perfect my Jamaican food cooking because yeah.
1: the funny thing was when you were like when you say m&k I was thinking no nah, i need the to try this deliciousness because jerk king is the best jerk ch- chicken in huntsville so yeah I honestly didn't realize that there was
0: more jamaican spots than m&k mangoes and um oasis like those are the Big three to me. Like I thought that was it. I didn't know we had and then I don't even I don't even recognize Island Jerk. For real, for real. Like that just it
1: That's like last resort. It's like uh, Mm -hmm. the last time I went is the last time I'll ever go. I was like, Yeah like I ordered online. I mean I ordered over the phone. I got there. I waited twenty minutes. I went there. The dude at the front was like, yeah, we got of jerk chicken. I was like, why didn't you tell me that on the phone? He was like, I don't know. And he was lying. Because I was like, tell the lady, like the owner or whatever. Tell her I want to speak to her. She came in the front and she was like, yeah, I'll get you. It'll be another 10 minutes. It's like, nigga, why you fucking lie? you niggas. don't even work here really
0: niggas yeah i was gonna say niggas don't either they don't be a part of the staff or they don't want to be doing no work
1: yeah <laughs> like, and it's like man i ain't never coming i ain't coming here no more but not yet i ain't
0: saying hi
2: <laughs> <laughs> i ain't coming
0: over here no more uh no, nah, jerking was lit bro like the plantains just really, it's really just perfect. I like. I can't. The jerk <sighs> was perfect. The
1: cabbage. The cabbage, yeah.
0: nigga. <laughs> like and everything, everything had that like smoked flavor. Like I can tell mm-hmm. that they they smoke everything, which is I feel that underlying smoke flavor is really like what makes Jamaican food top tier. Like if yes. you if you smoke this. Mm-hmm.
1: So elite as the kids say
0: i want some of that cabbage right now like i just couldn't that was the first thing that i took a bite out of and i was like if the cabbage good <laughs>
1: wait till the chicken <laughs> everything else got a fucking hit and the other thing was you got here after I, I had been here for a while yeah you probably been here for like an hour with it and it was still dope as fuck. I
0: ain't even care, bro. I was smashing. I was ready
1: for it. Their rice and peas is also dope too because it was like a lot of times you have some dry ass rice. Yeah, it was perfect.
0: Now, who's rice and peas? I really like Oasis rice and peas.
1: I like Oasis rice and peas. And the
0: cocoa bread. I don't know. Cocoa bread is hard to mess up. I ain't had no bad cocoa bread yet. Nah. Um. I just if they had Jamaican patties though, that would really set them off.
1: Yeah, if You know what's crazy? The way I uh, heard about them was I was at M&K and he came in and he was like uh, yeah we're closed on Mondays but we got the best jerk in town and I was thinking alright next week I'm gonna see nigga. And I pulled up on him and I was like yeah this nigga is Pull real. Pull up oh, man. <laughs> I be calling to make sure they open cause there's nothing worse than thinking you gonna get that food getting mm-hmm. there and being like Nope, they are not here today. That's the only thing about food trucks.
0: That is very true.
1: But uh, we had dope-ass food. I went to the Jamaican and African store. And then we got a couple of drinks. When I was about to check out, I got ginger beer and I got two sorrels and a fruit punch. I was checking out. I saw this lady get like six bottles or something. And then I was like... My drunk ass, of course. I was like, are those mixers? What is that? What are those? And then she was like, huh? I was like, are those mixers? And I was saying it just like this. like, And I'm like, man, I sound white as fuck to this clearly African lady. She was like, huh? I was like, never mind. I'm sorry. She like, these are drinks from my home country. I was like, oh, okay. Where are you from? She was like, Cameroon. I was like, okay, are they good? And she was like... They were very good. I was like, "Bet <laughs> they were the fucking delicious, bro." Uh, what were they called? Dejino? Dej Day dash J I N O, days De- I don't know. I'm trying not to be. You uh, <laughs> don't want to fuck one. it up, I right? Know. If somebody can help me. Please hit me up. <laughs> it's a, a soft drink from uh, Cameroon. It's the it.
0: it it just had a different like the fizziness. it wasn't like harsh, but it was still like very crisp, but also like very smooth. Like kind of like those um them, the little sparkling juices that Welch's makes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not like a regular like Coca-Cola fizz. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I and mean, then it was. So- what what was it like? Guava?
1: It was passion fruit. Passion fruit. And they had a pineapple one, but I got the passion fruit one.
0: My mouth is watering.
1: And then I and got. then and then I got Uncle Nearest whiskey. Nigga, black owned Just shit. A whole black ass meal. A, lit, a lituation, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, I got that shit. I did not realize Windmill had it. And I chickened out because I got the 93 proof because the other one's 100 proof. And saints, let me tell you, <laughs> uh, there's a God somewhere. And I only say that because that shit would have taken me out. Because <laughs> that shit was intense. Because that one drink we had of it, oh, that first shot we took, we were like, woo,
0: Yeah. <gasps> Did you polish off the bottle?
1: I still got some, <laughs> but it's you gotta save the bottle. Yeah, definitely. And I'm gonna get the other one on special occasion or something. Yeah, but yeah, that I can't. That can't be my everyday drink. I be yeah, nah. like, bro, Mm-mm. I kept drinking. Saturday, I felt like shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's like you would definitely be uh, in the bed on time if you drink that.
1: Yeah, I yeah and then thomas came over later after you left and i we had some too that shit was wild (laughs) but yeah and then uh after we while we were having our after uh meal drinks we watched uh let's do it again oh yeah and that shit was i miss 70s corny movies yeah like that was just cool yeah And it's also cool to see Bill Cosby as somebody besides a Huxtable.
0: 70s fashion is lit. Yes. Very. Litty titty.
1: And then I wish we could have watched Uptown Saturday Night because that's my favorite one. Mm. And that one is the one that Kevin Hart and them are trying to remake.
0: Okay. Wow. Kevin Hart is still out here.
1: Right. Working (laughs) his ass off. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I had to go to bed. I didn't even sleep.
1: That's terrible. Yeah,
0: it was um Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I don't want to say it was a waste of time, but
1: we're going down
0: just the whole day like going down and then coming back and then being in all that traffic but i didn't like the so when i like first got there so i got there i got there super early i actually got there an hour early because um the address that i had for it was for Auburn Oaks Farm which i had never been to but it wasn't in Auburn it was in Notasoga, which is like 20 minutes out from Auburn. Um, and I had never... I had never been to No So I was like, I don't know my way around these streets. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I need to allot myself some time. So I left an hour earlier. Or I left in time to make sure that I got there an hour before my call time. So... I get there. First of all, fuck GPS. Because... <laughs> And maybe maybe it's just Google Maps. But Google, Google Maps sent me to the back entrance of the farm first. Like, that was the main... That was where they sent me. Because I remember when I passed it, I saw the sign and I saw the gate. But my GPS was still telling me to, like, go down the street. And I was like,
2: what?
0: <laughs> so I go down the street and I see, like, another gate. But it was, like, a no trespassing gate. And so... I pulled up in front of that gate and GPS was like arrived. And I'm like, GPS trying to get my ass beat is what, but like, why would it, why would it direct me to the back gate? So I was like, nah, fam, I pulled up out of that thing, went back to the first gate. And when I pulled up at the first gate, It was two dudes there, one that was actually on the inside of the gate and another one on the outside, and they were just, like, handing off food, like, just big-ass, like, Chick-fil-A bags. And so I was like, okay, like, these are probably people that, like, work here at the farm that are, you know, getting breakfast for the wedding party or whatever. So I pull up, like, right next to the guy who's driving the truck with the Chick-fil-A, and I'm sitting there thinking that, like, the guy at the front gate that's on the inside of the gate was going to, like, you know, check up on me, see why I was here, see if I needed anything. Clearly, I'm pulling up to this gate for a reason. Um, So, Chick-fil-A dude pulls off and the dude on the inside of the gate just, like, hopped back in his truck, reversed on back down the road and I was like, so y'all just gonna leave me here? Like, it's 7 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of early. It's early as fuck. Um, you'd what so I'm just like okay so that already wasn't sitting right with me I'm like not only is it early as hell in the morning but like I'm a woman that has pulled up on y'all to try to figure out what the fuck is going on but so finally get a hold of the bride and she tells me that they're like 30 minutes out so, I basically just had to, like, sit at the gate and wait. Because I didn't, like, I'm in Noda I don't know where else to go. I'm not finna drive, you know, nowhere else and risk wasting time wasting time or wasting more gas because that's another thing, too. Like, I'm pretty much in bumfuck. Like, I don't know if it's a gas station around. If I do need gas, like, so I'm just chilling. Right. So, I'm like, okay, well, you know, at least she knows that I'm here early and can't nobody ever say that anything, like, that's another reason why I like to get, Place is super early, too, when I'm doing makeup. is because, especially on wedding days, shit always goes wrong. Something always falls off schedule. I don't want anybody to ever say that it was my fault that something <laughs> fucked up or somebody was late. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just chill here while I'm waiting on them. And so she told me, she was like, there should be a woman there at 730 that's going to be there to like open the gates for you. That never happened. Um, 745 got here. And I was still just sitting in the car like, am I ever going to get inside this motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) So then the bride finally pulls up and they see my car and she called me. She's like, hey, is this you in the red Mustang? I'm like, yeah, this is me. She's like, okay, the gate's going to be open soon. Um, We're just getting everything set up. Go here, yada, yada, yada. Cool. So gate open. I pulled on in get to like the little house that they have rented out like it's super nice in there they have like a little house and then they have like an actual um like barn where they do like all the events and stuff um and the house super big house big ass rooms big ass bathrooms old house it looked like a plantation house that they knocked the pillars off of um either way (laughs) um but it has like a i go up to the front door of the house and it had like the number lock on it so i'm like okay this door is like definitely for sure locked like they would just so i'm just like walking around i walk around to the other door i'm already nervous because i'm like here i am probably the only black person here walking around this establishment
1: on a plantation
0: (laughs) (laughs) walking around this establishment (laughs) Trying to figure out where I belong. So I see, like, <laughs> I see, like, a little, um, I guess you could call it like a green room the way it was set up. It just didn't have, like, the overhead window cut out, but it was just, like, super open windows on two walls of the room. So I was like, okay, this looks like where I'm supposed to be. So I tried to get in through that door, but that was locked too. So I went back to the front. I saw this white lady walking around with a ball cap on. I was like, okay, she looked like she might work here. So I'm like yelling across the way, like, hey, excuse me. So she looks at me. She goes, can I help you? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, another little Asian girl walks up, and she has on, like, all black, too. And I always wear all black just because, I don't know, there's, like, makeup artist, hairstylist culture, like, all black, Period. So she walks up in all black and I'm like, okay, she must be like maybe one of the hairstylists. Like that was my first assumption. So I was like, hey, like, what's up? Do you know where we're supposed to go? She's like, no, they never really tell us with these things. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try to, you know, sit right here at the front. And so the lady, the white lady with the cap comes back out and she's looking at us. And um, she said something to the Asian girl. So the Asian girl ended up being with like some serving crew from the university, and so when I'm asking her, I was like, "Hey, like I'm here." I, I, I told her, I was like, "We're here in makeup. We're just trying to get in. Like, where are we supposed to go?" She's like, "Yeah, this is where you're supposed to go." And I'm like, "Oh, like this door right here. This this door isn't unlocked." She's like, "No, it should be unlocked. Just going in." And I was like, "I tried it already. Like, it's not." So I go up, try to open it again. It's not uh, unlocked. So I'm just, like, kind of trying to make myself visible. Like, hey, I'm still chilling here at this door that's not unlocked that you keep telling. Like, you're not even taking the time to come over here and,
1: like. (laughs) Right, check up on it.
0: So I'm just feeling, like, real thrown to the wolves at this point. Like, what the fuck? So then I just sit there and I just start beating on the door. Like, I just need to get in here, get set up, and get started. Like, that's (laughs) that's all I'm focused on nobody heard me knocking on the door because for one it's a big ass fucking door it's like one of them big heavy doors Mm -hmm. nobody heard me knocking on the door so (laughs) finally the girl that i work under that like helps me get hired for some of these gigs um she shows up and suddenly like everything just starts going smoothly she's a white girl
1: Figured. (laughs) obviously Um, obviously (laughs) petite
0: blonde hair blue eyes As soon as she gets in there she just starts directing things like okay this is what we need blah 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 and everybody was just like okay like let us know if you need anything else and I'm just like oh but y'all was just gonna let me just figure it out and and I hate that it happened like that because that's what I had anxiety about the entire time and it's not that it's not that I think that Auburn is a bad place because I I didn't have too many uh, racially charged experiences in Auburn. I'm not going to say I didn't have any because that would be a fucking lie. But it's, it's, it's never been anything that would make me have anxiety the way I had on Saturday. But I only had anxiety like that because of everything that has been going on um, in a bunch of these towns. And Auburn is predominantly white as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I was already nervous. So for like all of my anxiety to kind of be validated, I was like
1: Some bullshit.
0: Bruh. Some fucking bullshit. And then on top of that, um, the girl that I was working under, she just had a baby last year and his first birthday was on Saturday. So she had to leave by a certain time so she did a couple girls certain time comes she's like all right you know i'm about to get out of here so then i'm like left by myself in this house full of white folks (laughs) trying to um just you know lay low (laughs) (laughs) do everything i can do and I, i just kept having like awkward experiences and i could tell that like the girls were some of the girls were like nervous that maybe i wasn't going to like match their foundation correctly or they they would just like say small little things like like trying to reassure me but also it was making it very obvious that they were nervous like okay girl you know like i trust you and oh i don't like this and don't you know and i'm just like calm down (laughs) um and then one more last thing happened the the father of the bride was like walking past the door because their room where they were staying was right next to the room we were getting ready in and like he just didn't even acknowledge me at all like his wife uh had like introduced like hey like these are the makeup artists and he just kind of like nodded his head and like walked on off and i was like all right (laughs) and before i left one of the girls. Who I had had like the hardest experience with, like she was literally critiquing my every move on her face while I was doing her makeup, because she had a mirror that was like right next to her. So she, like every time I got done doing something, she would just like look, and I'm just like, bro, this is why I hate having mirrors when I'm doing people shit. Like wait till I'm finished. Right. If you don't like something, then we'll fix it. So she was giving me such a hard time, but then she wanted me to put some lashes on her aunt so I was like obviously you like what I did if you telling folks about me so she wanted me to put some lashes on her aunt so she comes back to the room she's like hey like are you about to leave as I'm packing up are you about to leave and I'm like well I'm not about to stay, bitch. Like
1: <laughs> I'm
0: not like I'm, I'm about to go. Wasn't invited to the wedding. What do you what do you So I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm about to get out of here. She's like, okay, well, do you mind like my aunt just wants like a pair of lashes put on? Like, do you have any extra? Like I'll pay you, blah 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 blah. And i my head, I'm like, I'm like sure yeah I got no no problem I don't have to travel 356 miles back to the house it's like no big deal sure (laughs) so I'm like yeah girl like whatever like bring her in here so she her aunt comes back to the room and she saw me and she stopped and she goes oh and I was like oh god I hate that shit like she did oh and like look back at the girl like
1: you tell me (laughs) snigger
0: and I'm just like hey bitch do you want these lashes or no because i'm trying to skedaddle so what the fuck is it surprise motherfucker so she just kind of like reluctantly sits down doesn't say anything so i'm like all right i gotta go because they like i can't keep having these experiences um so i had to go to auburn to get gas because this was a super small town i was not finna stop at none of them gas stations that i passed i was like i'm finna go to a gas station that i know <laughs> <laughs> one did i trust give me some gas give me some food and get the fuck on so i went to auburn got me some gas got on the road the worst fucking traffic experience that i have ever had traveling from auburn to huntsville like I just I should have rethought that whole date, like taking that whole gig on that day, I should have rethought it, but i I took it way earlier in the year, like January, not thinking, oh, this is the day before Father's Day and the day after Juneteenth. We also didn't know that Juneteenth was gonna be, <laughs> um, but like Father's Day traffic was out the ass and then on top of that there was just wrecks a fucking 18 wheeler had a blowout right in front of me it was just too much I was like Jesus please like <laughs> please just get me to the house <laughs> it ended up being almost like a 5 hour trip god dang, yeah like I was in the car on the road from Auburn at like 3 and I didn't get home till almost 8 yeah, it was like 7-something. And I got that. Mind you, I got there in like three hours flat. <laughs> was pushing it. It was also 4 a.m. Wasn't no traffic on the road, but still. So, I don't, I really... Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if I should continue to, to keep taking these big white weddings right now. Because I don't know if I can handle this kind of, like, anxiety. And I don't want to go into every single situation like super on edge and like and then it's it's also another thing, it's like it's hard to explain like to the girl that I book through, like, hey I <laughs>
1: had some uncomfortable experiences.
2: Can you
0: not leave me <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with white people again? <laughs> Like because I don't know how she will take that. Like, will she just be like, "Oh, like grow up," or it's not that big of a deal? Like, it's not like they hung you, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was another thing too. Is it wasn't hardly no motherfucking service out there either.
1: And I was like, of
0: course, (laughs) of course. I had one bar going in and out the whole time.
1: So, as a recap, you were essentially in. uh get out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
1: that is exactly what the fuck was going on uh, I'm, I just it's so weird to be around white people right now mm-hmm. and it's not even like I don't like white people or I hate white people or nothing like that it's just you feel the tension
0: yeah, because for me, it's just like, I just I just feel like I can't fully express my views on certain things with without you thinking that I'm doing too much. Because you can't relate to me. Right. So, and that, that's honestly just part of the black experience in general is always having to police yourself and pipe down and you know hide your feelings because you don't want to come off as being too angry or too sensitive or playing the race card I hate that shit When that playing the race card shit that is honestly like situations just easily trigger
1: situations will arise (laughs)
0: situations
2: will will arise
0: arise. (laughs) um (laughs) but nah, like situations really be triggering like that and and i we we can't help that like we cannot help that. no it's literally shit that has been happening for hundreds of years that is still happening today and shit that's happened
1: in our lifetimes Uh,
0: like literally everything it's it's like a survival trigger like you're just making sure that you stay in your lane because the smallest little thing that you say could blow up and result in
1: you losing your life over. Like <laughs> But that's why like like we go back and forth with this but that's why I wanted to go to HBCU. Yeah. I, I needed that reassurance because I had been doubted or I had the anxiety of do they know I'm smart enough? And all this other type of shit that's happened in my life that led me to that.
0: Yeah, see I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't thinking on those levels at that point because I hadn't. I guess I hadn't had too many. Oh, excuse me. What's the word? Um, I don't know. I guess I just hadn't really had too many situations that made me feel
1: like oh I needed to be I need to be in a super black place. I I think part of it is because I'm a man. Well, I was a young black boy and a young dark skinned black boy. Yeah. That it was like (laughs) I stood out and it was just shit just what just happened all the time and I was like I'm not experiencing this shit when I go to fucking college. Yeah. And it was like And you play sports. Yeah, I played sports and then I also hung out with, uh, like white kids at like rock shows and shit, and shit would happen. Or I'll say I like a certain group, like if I say I like a rap group or a black rock group, it's like, well, of course you like them. It's like niggas good fucking music. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not like I'm, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So it's it was just shit like that that I was just like yeah I don't want to experience that and I thought I escaped that part of my life and recently I've realized that I'm right back in those situations and I got to get the fuck out
0: I didn't I didn't have um those experiences that often until maybe like my sophomore and junior year of college where I really started um paying attention to and like noticing how people were perceiving me as a black kid in this white town and at this white school like even with the kids that i was hanging around like i ended up liking one of these dudes in our friend groups and it was a white dude he liked me too uh we were just kind of flirting or whatever and at one of our friends was just like super gung-ho on like making sure we didn't get together for whatever reason like she just kept being like just dropping weird like microaggressive hints like oh kimberly i was at dinner the other night and our waiter was so cute he had the most beautiful brown skin and i just thought about you and i really think that like y'all would be so cute to get i'm like did you think really that like randomly this (laughs) waiter that was serving you would be perfect for me why because he has brown skin and i have brown skin like what else do you know him personally no nah, he he's like a good nigga huh? like just just, <laughs> just stupid shit like that like i started to like really really pick up on it and i was like man and during that time same friend group there was a girl who's like maybe half or a quarter spanish i don't fucking know i don't give a shit either but she was gung-ho on saying the word nigga around me and like even Everybody else in the friend friend group would be like, "Whoa, Seth, like chill out," because she would get uh <laughs> she would get drunk and just let it fly, and I would be like, "Bro, that's not
1: fucking cool." Well, I remember one time we went down to Auburn and we were staying at the Pike House, and all them Oof, frat boys were just saying niggas, and I'm like, "Bro, frat row, <laughs> like these niggas is tripping." Because like all my friends I mean I assume that they said it, but they wouldn't say that shit in front of me.
0: Yeah, no, she just she just wasn't giving a damn. Especially if it was in a song, which is typically when she would use it, but I don't I don't give a pass for that.
1: Right. You don't ever get to say this shit.
0: But I just really think back on like times where I probably really could have lost my life. Like I remember one time I was supposed to meet up with them to tailgate and I ended up parking at one of the most racist frat houses that was at Auburn, but I had no idea about it. Um, that's because I didn't know nothing about white frats. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, like here go a parking space. I'm gonna just skirt my little car right here in front of it. <laughs> and I got there, they're like, oh yeah, where'd you park? And I was like, oh, I parked in front of the so and so house. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's like the most racist frat and i was like, like is it sigma
1: chi is it? no what's I think the it's, one uh, that robert e lee supposedly started i have no i
0: still don't know nothing about white frat it's kappa something k-a kappa alpha
1: i think that's the one
0: okay well it was one of the main like bigger ones on like
1: they call them k-suites the, the
0: corner of like a major road yeah i think that's the one um so yeah it's just really think like what if something happened to me that night? Like, what if they saw me getting out of my car and they did something to me? Like, you know, like, I'd just be having hindsight moments like that. Yeah. But um, those were things that did not happen to me or become apparent until I was, like, in my 20s.
1: That shit was happening to me. Like, I think it's because I was just, I was a young black dude out here. The car I was driving, we were going to these super white parties and they'll pull us over thinking we're about to rob. Yeah. Someplace and I would be like with Doug and I'm thinking if you only understood
2: <laughs> who,
1: th- who this nigga is, it's no way we out here robbing anybody, yeah, let alone doing any wild shit. Can't imagine that we got chased out of New Market that one time. Me and shook and Doug. They said that we robbed that. Remember that little store in New Market? It's like in the middle of like a. A crossroads, I guess. It's a little store or whatever. But we were trying to find directions, I think, to Marty General's house in New Market. And these people pulled up to us and they were like, I think those guys just robbed the store. And we were like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. And so Shook was in this like little sedan and he was pushing as far as he could. They were in like this muscle car mm-hmm. and they were running behind us. So me and Akeem were just laid out in the back seat, like, yo, Shook, just run it, run it. And we got to pass Buckhorn and they stopped and I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like that was like the first time I was really like, yo, that was like some. We were about to get fucking lynched. If not, I I, don't, I couldn't even imagine. And then just getting pulled over mm-hmm. when I was like seventeen and the cops saying I stole my car. Yeah, it was just a lot. So it was, I don't know. And then plus, I'm I'm just hyper aware
2: Hmm.
1: of shit just because I've been reading civil rights shit since I was six years old.
0: (laughs) Young historian.
1: Yo, my granddaddy fucked me up. He used to tell me all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to read all these books. (laughs) Like, it's just, I do think part of that has added to my anxiety. Mm. But it's a healthy anxiety because it may save my life one day
0: yeah um definitely as to my anxiety but um it's still dope as fuck to be black though
1: let me say that
0: (laughs) it's a a teacher oh hell yeah i um bro i had a racist ass photography professor and i don't even care he was a white man from mississippi go figure (laughs) (laughs) and um he made it a point to like embarrass me in class like all the time to the point where like white kids were coming out after class and being like yo that shit professor was saying like i don't know why he does it to you like i would consistently i could never make an a on anything in his class like i would always get like a b and barely even that it would always be like an 80 on all of my projects like he even told a, he even made it a point to tell us because it was my intro to photography class so we were doing film so everything was in black and white he made it a point to tell us that dark skin did not photograph well in black and white photos
1: which is bullshit because it's tons tons of <laughs> dope ass fucking niggas pictures <laughs> tell that to Miles Davis <laughs> I just remember being like this is some racist bullshit oh
0: what the fuck is going on? And there was two other black kids in my art program that used to say the same thing um about him. And I was just like and shit like this just be flying under the radar to all these other all his other white colleagues in the university. Cause we if we can't like if I say something. He has like my student information, like he can ruin you. You know what I'm saying, like you. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, shit, be shit. Like <laughs> this is why we have anxiety. Like this is why certain shit triggers us, and we be like, nope. Get the fuck on. Get out.
1: Yeah. Man. Sometimes I've never regretted going to HBCU. I've thought about maybe I should have just went to A&M from the beginning. But, yeah. Shit like that. My sister also had told me, like, horror stories of, like, a UNA. Of, mm-hmm. like, racist professors and stuff.
0: I can definitely see it at UNA. Because UNA is all, such a small town.
1: Yeah. It's like that liberal hippie side. And then it's like... But when you start doing, like, business and, like, computer systems and stuff, you being a, a black woman... She had to deal with a lot of bullshit. U and I honestly still kind of feels
0: like Sundown Town to me. Like I'm, I'm not gonna. It's not as bad as Coleman, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't, I
1: don't know because the shoals and stuff is so. As, I mean, anywhere outside Huntsville, to be honest, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we gonna be real A little risky. Even parts of Birmingham, I'm like. Mm. I don't know. No. It ain't the nigga sides, and for those wondering. <laughs> like I, I don't care about that shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hate when people act like in Huntsville, back like, you have to go to North Parkway. Like nigga, North Huntsville is not scary at all. First of all, nothing in Huntsville is scary. Fuck
0: no. Even the projects. Right. It's <laughs> like, niggas come and see yeah. our projects and be like,
1: y'all niggas got it good down here. <laughs>
0: These are the projects. Like, right. calm down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fuck this shit. That's that's that racism shit, though.
0: Even like, I, like people used to talk so much shit about governors, but governors,
1: governors is a lot better now. But it wasn't ever like it wasn't ever that. Now that shit used to be the stroll where the hoes used to be.
0: Uh, yeah, but that's what people mostly make fun of it for. Like, yeah. Oh, you on the corner of the governors, but.
1: Now they be on Oakwood. Like they don't be advertising the shit, but you see these bitches just posted up. Got... <laughs> okay. So what the fuck going on here. Um, but yeah. It's just like they used to act like Johnson and shit was happening. they have gang fights at Johnson. Shut the fuck up, nigga. They all had that shit. Y'all just watch Dangerous Minds and regular try to regular high school shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did my practicum at fucking uh Johnson. That shit was not crazy. The only crazy thing that happened was I walked in the bathroom once and this nigga was smoking a cigarette. And I was like, yo, bro, put the cigarette out. (laughs) He just started, he kept smoking. I was like, put the cigarette out. And he was like, he put it out and walked out. But it was like he tried to beat me up yeah. or nothing. He was just on some nonchalant like this shit I do every fucking day, right? Nigga. Right. <laughs> it's second period. I have my smoke and I go back to class. <laughs> another normal high school thing, <laughs> right?
0: Bitches and niggas smoking <laughs> cigarettes, right?
1: But they just judge us so fucking different. Mm. Like I saw this thing where they were like, uh, "Guys, what uh, what uh, crimes did you guys did?" They're talking to white people, what crimes did you commit as a teenager? You would call them a mistake like and I was like, that's a good point. white people be out here doing full ass fucking crimes and don't be going mistake. be going no kind of jail. you mean like, you mean when you drunk drove and almost killed right. everybody
0: when I was nineteen, <laughs> I made a really big mistake. And it was a learning lesson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, what you do? You came in late. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, And then after going to my best friend's funeral after I killed him from drink driving, like, Ryan. Right. Wait a minute. Child. They throw niggas in the, in the cell for smoking a little weed. Mm. Uh, very little. And then man, I done done so many crimes with white people. <laughs> <laughs> Like, full on, just like, yo, I would definitely need to be in jail. But because I was the only True. nigga around some white people that would protect me. At you got point. away with it. Right. Like, I told one of my white friends, that I was like, bro, do you realize some of the shady shit we fucking done? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this part <laughs> out. <laughs> the fuck you mean? In Atlanta. Right. My nigga ass, we in Buckhead. <laughs> Ooh honey. Yeah, throw they'd throw me under the jail. Mm. That's why I'd be joking, be like, I might have warrants in Atlanta. I really might have some warrants <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> that was a wild experience. Oh
0: shit, yeah. Like Y'all was wildin' for real. <laughs>
1: Now that's the type of shit that I do We kind of miss Being able to just do some wild ass shit yeah. That niggas could Like I almost have that Semi white privilege By just being around a whole bunch of white people Yeah, That it was just like Yo this shit is just normal yeah. And it's not normal at all no i tell black people shit that i've done like (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah that shit is
0: lit (laughs) that's the uh white adjacent privilege
2: hell yeah
1: (laughs) like i never i always knew what i couldn't do Mm. but I danced close to that fucking line and i got away with a lot of shit that i never would get away with if i was hanging out with niggas that's
0: very true it's like it's a catch twenty two like having white friends and uh being so like closely knit in white communities it it allows you a certain amount of freedom and carefreeness, yeah, but at the same time you still gotta watch yourself
1: right you can't you can't think that you just like them, you yeah, know that's because it would be telling tall the shit would be going I'm like nah nigga I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I think a lot of these little black kids don't understand that I had the wherewithal to be like my parents be like yo it's certain shit you ain't gonna be able to get away bro
0: that is like when when I got comfortable with telling my super white friends that the shit that they were doing was white
1: people shit me too
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the, the turning point <laughs>
1: be like yo y'all some white people shit like I mean, chance used to die laughing I'd be like like he'd be like that's not normal like nah that's some white people shit no
0: nah, no, i had like fucking daredevil ass white dude friends that would do dumb shit like
1: <laughs> jump over fires and jump shit. off
0: of roofs over <laughs> fires literally <laughs> i have been at a house party where they jumping off the fucking roof over a fucking bonfire Hoping that they make it might have been the
1: same party. <laughs> Yo, I yeah. <laughs> that jumping over the fire thing was a common thing at Buckhorn bonfires. Mm-mm. That's white people shit. Like yeah, it's. What's your favorite white people shit like that you've participated in? Like a gravity bong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh fuck what's my favorite
0: one? um <laughs> the rodeo was fun that one time i went that's definitely some white people shit but
1: my favorite white people shit is funneling a beer
0: i don't think i've ever funneled a beer
1: my record was like three seconds Cake stands <laughs> Cake stands um
0: dabs, man. Niggas don't be dabbing like white dudes be dabbing. I don't see nah, dabs at niggas' houses like I used to see dabs.
1: White people party way better. It would be on my- some next level shit. Like, Bro, you've never done this before? Hell no. Nah. What the fuck is this? And then he plugged it into the wall and I knew.
0: <laughs> he just had this glass contraption that you would just heat up, and it just would.
1: <laughs> Bro, when we got that first bong, that shit was wild. <laughs> like We were getting lit, and then we got uh, my brother's pipe, Keisha. Keisha, Keisha put us on our ass a lot. I need to go
0: and get me a little little pipe situation.
1: I'm I'm really fighting myself from getting a bong like I a really, really nice. I bong. want a
0: nice one, like. I, <laughs> I just want an adult smoke (laughs) piece. I really want to get it from obviously a black owned place. Um, I've seen some people on Instagram that have like this um, it's basically um, it's not it's not apparatus merch. It's just like
1: roach clips and
0: you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not actual shit that you can smoke yeah, out
1: of. I've like. seen it. I've seen it. It's uh, pretty dope. Another thing I, I like is those. Uh, I've only seen them on Instagram. Like the, uh, They're almost like pipes, but they're like cigar shaped.
0: Yeah. You just <laughs> stick your blunt in it and, and it, I was like, it puts the mouthpiece on it for right. you. Right. I was like,
1: yeah, this is so next.
0: I'm <laughs> thinking about
1: getting here. <laughs> the last time I leveled up with my smoke gear was when I bought my GPN. And oh, yeah. I got that about five years ago. And when I got it, it was like, that was some next level shit. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, yo, that <laughs> shit is dope. <laughs> like,
0: what's the other one that starts with a G that everybody wanted? The
1: G. The Glunt. Yeah. G-lunt. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Like, I just want, I've watched some of these smoke movies. That I just kind of want like on half baked when they're like, no, get Wesley pipes. <laughs> just the idea of ha- like pull out a whole, just like oh we smoke, layout, smoking. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. White people definitely have that shit on lock and that shit be dope. White uh, weed culture is way cooler because it's not all about blunts. And I fucking hate blunts. Bro,
0: when I first started kicking it with the dudes that I was working with at Jimmy John's. They had like, they had one of them old school vaporizers with the with the tube yeah. attached to it. And I was like, what
2: the fuck is this? <laughs>
0: but it was so dope because it was like, just like the smoothest smoke and it was lightweight. Like, but you had to have a lot of weed to do that shit. Yeah. And they, you know.
1: When uh the funniest thing about this house was like it'd be all the A and M kids and they'll come over, and they'd be just rolling blunts and then we'd pull some shit out and they'd be like, yo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, niggas niggas do not trust pipes. They like niggas that crack. Yeah. Like it's never like in the middle.
0: Now pipes hit different. Pipes hit different, especially bongs. I remember the first time I pulled woo, first time I pulled out of a bong, I was out. Me too. <laughs> Cause I definitely pulled too hard. Like when you get that choking cough. Yeah. Oh, you finna be high for about six hours. Oh,
1: yeah. I did the. Uh, that's why our bong was named Colonel Mustard because it would kill you in the liver. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit was wild. Oh, I miss Colonel Mustard. I miss our hookah too. I, th- I started by hookah the other day.
0: Good old smoke culture. You can find hookahs anywhere now.
1: Oh yeah, they cheap as hell. They like twenty dollars for a big ass one. Yeah, I saw one for like it had two hoses for twenty dollars. Like nigga, in college this shit would have been like eighty dollars. Hell yeah, back when the mystery was still there. Like oh y'all got a hookah here? This place is dope. Like yeah, it's culture.
0: (laughs) I don't think I could um, I can get into hookah smoking for real though because that that'd be some heavy ass smoke.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't have the lung capacity to do it anymore. Mm -mm. You know, lately I've been wanting to have a big old cigarette. And I'll be like, nope, I cannot go back. Just smoke me a cigar every now and then. I'm glad I never got into smoking cigarettes.
0: But you know what's weird? I think that's one of my, like, um, weird, not fetishes, but you know how people are attracted to, like, weird smells? Like, some people like gas, some people like the way Sharpie smells. You know. Uh, <laughs> I Something about cigarette smoke around certain people I think smells good. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a nostalgia thing. But there are some people who smoke cigarettes and just smell like ass. Some people, though, like, just it's just like a hint of cigarette. But it's
1: not. I don't know. I hate it to smell like cigarettes when I smoke cigarettes.
0: Sometimes I like it. So, Most people that smoke cigarettes hate smelling like
1: cigarettes. So, I always kept like cologne or something. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know. It's kind of weird. That's one. Of, yeah, that's one of those weird things. Like, I never understood it. I could smell like a soft, like faint hint of cigarette smoke on somebody and be like, <laughs> feel comfortable for no reason. And I never understood. You said your dad smoked though, right? Yeah, but it was. it was way before... I can remember for real. I want to say he either stopped like when I was super, super little or right before I was born. So I was thinking maybe
1: it's one of those subconscious like nurturing smells because your dad might smell like smoke.
0: Yeah, I don't actually I don't I don't have any memories of him smoking or smelling like smoke for real. My mama said he smoked for five years.
1: I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I straight smoked for 10 years of my life. Like, from when I was like, yeah, when I was like 19, 20 to 30. And I still be wanting to light up. Yeah. Like, especially if I smell like uh, a menthol. Mm.
2: Because
1: at first I was like, I'll never be on that. I'll never be one of those Negroes. (laughs) I started smoking the menthols and that shit. It was like, yeah, I got to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Tangled webs <laughs> right, I was like, yeah, I guess gotta have my my joes. <laughs> but yeah, I did not like for women to know I smoked either. Mm. That was the other thing, because A and M. If you smoked, some girls like, nah, I ain't fucking with you. I'm like, well, this bitch will never see me fucking smoke.
0: <laughs> it's funny though, also how the culture changed because, like, back in the day, smoking cigarettes was fucking glamorous, right, like, for men and women
1: and now it's like uh, that's why I always wanted to smoke like when I was a kid I was like yeah when I get I'm gonna be smoking it just looks so cool <laughs> it still looks cool it that's just, why I yeah. love smoking cigars and you just feel like a fucking badass <laughs> you just like just out here just chilling like when we smoked the cigars the other day when I was walking around the yard I just felt like the shit I was just like yeah
0: I love the buzz, the cigar
1: buzz yeah um, I love cigars I love cigar tobacco smell. Yeah, smell That's a, too.
0: I like the smell.
1: That is a smell that I'm attracted to. But I can't be one of those people that, like, cologne-wise, I can't have a leathery uh, mm. uh, tobacco smell. Mm-hmm. I'm not that masculine. And it doesn't wear on my body well. <laughs> I'm more with clean scents. I can see that. Like... Somebody like Travis is a nigga that I have <laughs> some yeah. tobacco smell of shit. That's true. Like we haven't dissed Travis in a while and I was, like that's my favorite thing to do. Just roast Travis. I wonder if
0: he listens.
1: He listens every now and then, but Markham listens, so Markham, tell Travis he's talking <laughs> shit about
0: him. Tell your brother <laughs> I said suck my dick <laughs> from the back. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> suck my dick from the back. I ain't talked to Travis since uh what's that one time we were all at furniture factory but it was like was it christmas time furniture factory christmas
1: cameron was here oh chances party not this past year the year before
0: was that march because mm-hmm. it was still like chilly out mm-hmm. i remember that because i remember i had on a beanie and like camo pants
1: it cameron can't say it uh <laughs>
0: where, like couldn't find me and shit what did you say? He, what is he saying? He was saying I was invisible, or I didn't, I didn't have legs, or I don't know. I can't remember.
1: Fuck them legs. That's what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> shit. I
0: don't know why I thought it was Christmas time. It was, it was just still super cold.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that was. I think that was that March. <laughs> I still have on the suburban thing like that uh, of you going mm, bop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, my gosh. Cause, and then the look on Travis's face is fucking hilarious cause he wants to laugh but he also is like super mad <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit I had to be drunk trolling hey I'm, I'm a funny ass bitch <laughs> just want y'all
1: to know you really are. That should be funny as fuck Cause you be wildin' sometimes. <laughs> like yo, come out here acting crazy as fuck.
0: Y'all be hyping me up.
1: No, nah, you be hyping yourself up. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm the goon. I'm <laughs> you be the like, goon. yo, man, you crossed the line, bro.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh we can talk about I kinda don't feel like talking about the J. Cole thing.
0: Mm. Yes, it's kinda already died down. Niggas were definitely defending and upset all in the same breath.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to see what we talked about. Okay, the NASCAR thing also. That's kinda I'm still waiting to see what's going on with that for sure. That's
0: that's something that kind of sucks about, like, things that happen now as news stories. It's like,
1: this story is still developing. Yeah, like, you, we have to wait to react to it. <laughs> right. And then, even when we can't trust anything, which is even worse, I like like, mm, I don't like that. Um
0: Yeah, like I'd be retweeting shit and then somebody be like, Oh False or be like,
1: <laughs> like it's just like the thing that happened today with the guy who said that Karen who was uh had called him a nigger and she had flicked him off and she got out of the car saying, I have a black husband Yeah. And at first we were like, Oh bitch, that don't fucking mean anything and now it looks like the guy was actually a troll. I don't wanna the tide is turning now to where I'm kinda not having like I'm having to second guess some of you niggas. Mm. And I don't like that. I like that we were on solidarity movement. We were trying to get shit done and people are still doing that uh also special shout out to generation z because they straight up trolled donald trump say, them tickets them trump tickets that's the funniest shit in the world i told my mom about that and she was dying laughing she was like these kids are so bad <laughs> they use the day but bad in a good for way bad. <laughs> <laughs> they so disrespectful that they really don't give a fuck we love to see it They be throwing shots at
0: millennials, and we be like, "They do," and I don't, I don't get it. Why y'all hate us? Right, we We can't be hated by boomers and them. We didn't do nothing to y'all. Boomers hurt us. That's why we talk about boomers. Right,
1: they raised us and hurt us, but we
0: didn't do nothing to (laughs) y'all.
1: And then, like they, they did that shit that we did when we were younger, and be like, they didn't go far enough. It's like nigga. We gave y'all the blueprint. <laughs> it's just we got caught up in the bullshit. Y'all at least got that. Like, but, I mean, it is what it is. I respect it. Like, I'm not going to be too hard on these little ass kids. I I do applaud them, though, because trolling the, the, the troll, because when he got off that helicopter, he looked so fucking sad, and that shit was funny as fuck. Oh, Oh, well. Like why? Why would you think that a million people requesting to be at your uh, event that only hold forty thousand people would be legit during the pandemic? Right. And but he think he don't think about shit. He think everybody is believing his bullshit. It's like no, nah, it was like ten thousand people there. Fuck Donald Trump. And I, I saw somebody. They were like. I, I, I legit just feel sorry for him. Like, man, fuck
0: that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw that. And I was like, for why? Because this one photo of him looking defeated, it not even. He just looked like the dumb fucked that
1: he always looks like. <laughs> dumb fuck face. Like, he's ruining people's lives. He's mad that that arena didn't have 100,000 people <laughs> in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Fuck his feelings. My new favorite Twitter account, though, is the Lincoln Project. And it's, uh, they're former Republicans, but they have like a pack against Trump and making sure Biden gets reelected. I mean, Biden gets elected. Mm-hmm. They be trolling the fuck out of Trump.
0: Why do I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but not on Twitter?
1: Uh, they have a lot of ads on okay. TV and on social media. Okay. Like, they're. seen an ad. Yo. It's really like the Avengers out here. Like, we about to get Donald Trump the fuck out of here. Like, yo, fuck all this other bullshit. It's time. And I think he's starting to see it. Bro, what, like, everything,
0: he has escaped so many consequences. Like, he escaped the impeachment. He escaped being charged for all of his dumb allegations of on... Rape and what the fuck ever else. T is tax evasion. Like, (laughs)
1: he's a mob boss. And it's like the only thing that can really fire him is he doesn't get reelected.
0: I think he's definitely at this point now, like, starting to spiral. Like, he's losing it for sure.
1: Yeah. Like, he's unhinged. He is losing it. Because they also keep saying, like, when he said the thing, like, I didn't want to have as much testing because more tests, that means more people are infected. Right, first off.
0: The infections are going to be there whether people are tested or
1: not. If you're pregnant and you don't take a test, bitch, you still pregnant. <laughs> huh? You see what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> testing
1: gives us
0: data, nigga.
1: <laughs> right. So we can stop spreading this shit. But he's only worried about poll numbers.
0: Right. And because it- he doesn't want to have to shut the economy back down. Man, he
1: got to go. It ain't no way. Like, fuck all this other shit.
0: But it's got to be costing way more to have to set up um, impromptu fucking hospitals and shit. You know what I'm saying? That they, like, when everything was first going down in New York, remember when they were having to turn those fucking ships into, like, nurse stations and shit? Like it's gotta cost way more for that type of shit than
1: he only worried about himself though he don't care about nobody else clearly but do you see where that's getting us (laughs) that nigga gotta go it ain't no way around it it's like no we can't afford another four years fuck all this other shit Taylor Swift is out here leading the revolution
2: (laughs) disagreeing
0: (laughs) with him and I'm just like
2: okay bitch (laughs) taylor <laughs> like, hmm.
0: taylor and swift
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: taylor jacqueline
2: Swift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit but yeah um like, like it's i bro- don't i i i can never feel sorry for him
1: no never the only people i will ever feel sorry for in that shitty ass fucking family is baron trump because he's a little ass kid. Oh, yeah. I always forget he's there. You know, they they got this theory that he's part of the resistance because <laughs> <laughs> he's a K-pop fan and an anime fan. Oh shit! Yo, them K-pop kids out here are both serious. They are radicalized, and that shit is funny as
0: fuck. They are serious. But yeah, um, I I can't feel sorry for a man who has been told over and over where he's wrong and has access to things that can make himself better like do things better than he does them like he's he operates like a poor white guy that's trying to make us believe that he's rich right and it's just like
1: nigga just do
0: you have the resources to do shit the right way
1: And it's not costing you anything. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, if he really wanted black people to vote for him and shit, he could do little things. Or he could just not say certain shit. And then he could be a a good president. But he chooses not to. So, fuck that motherfucker. His suit
0: choices also irritate the fuck out of me. His suits be sloppy and untailored as the fuck. Like... He's got to be the worst dressed president that we have ever had. When I think about it,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Nothing, nothing flatters him. I don't care that he has a belly. I don't care that he's shaped funny. His clothes still just don't be sitting on him right. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because he always be so sweaty, but it just always like his suits just always look like he been in them for hours when we see him.
1: Right, and then. You, you could be a big guy and dress fly as fuck Hell especially yeah. if you got the money and I don't understand but he's so used to just I don't He chooses the most unflattering shit terrible and it's like bro if his hair be
0: terrible like he just skin terrible You're god don't sloppy. like ugly that's what it come down to god don't like ugly <laughs> he just sloppy like ugh you too carefree. I know you white, but God damn. <laughs>
1: That's some goddamn respect. You should at least be getting these fits off, my nigga. Right. If I don't do nothing, I'm a ball.
0: <laughs> you should be fresh as hell if the feds are watching. Sheesh. You just don't. That is that is how
1: I know. You don't give a fuck. That he losing it and he don't give a damn. Yep. Yeah. And he wearing that caked on orange makeup. Ugh. It's like, bro. They make
0: self-tanner. Just get self-tanned. You shouldn't even be
1: wearing makeup. That nigga be out here wearing makeup like somebody's Meemaw. <laughs> 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 Donald Trump look like he smoked uh, USA Gold 100s. <laughs> Drinking Keystone. Right. I actually prefer it. Better than uh, that craft beer that you guys are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch my figure. You know, trying to not put as many pounds on. Yo, fuck that nigga.
0: Yeah, I would never feel sorry for him. Or or Melania, because she knew.
1: She is complicit,
0: she and knew she was a burden. She before we
1: knew that right. he
0: was fucking garbage.
1: Right. It's the life she chose. Also, um... I've come to realize that this uh, Jesus that these conservatives and Republicans pray to is not the same Jesus that I think we pray. To. <laughs> this is white Jesus and white Jesus is a little different. Mm. White Jesus would be t- telling y'all about prosperity gospel hmm. and about if you just feed the poor, then you are a good Christian. Hmm. No, y'all mm-hmm. some shitty ass fucking Christian. You still just have to be a good person. Right. And it's not, if you support Donald Trump at this point, fuck you. That's where I'm at. Like if you supporting and condoning this bullshit, we ain't we ain't the same. I can disagree with a lot of shit, but if you just out here just being like, "No, nah, he's doing everything right," no, nah, fuck you. We can't we can't disagree on morals, and and ethic code. Like we cannot afford to do that. And y'all motherfuckers, you black sambo ass niggas <laughs> out here it's pissing me off
0: oh that's what i was gonna the quick detour i was gonna ask like so the guys the the, the black people that are like being like a dude who tried to make a caring situation out of something that might not really be a caring situation is that considered a reverse cooning Cause he's not doing this for white
1: people. He's doing it for black gays. Mm.
0: <laughs> is that a, is that a thing? Is that such a thing?
1: Doing shit for niggas? Yes, totally.
0: Is that reverse cooning or is
1: that intra cooning?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you understand or do you overstand? And if you overstand, do you interstand? Intra cooning. What is that
0: called? <laughs> is that the episode title kiss
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Intracooting. Um that was trademarked by Kim Johnson <laughs> on June 23rd <laughs> 2020 year of our Lord uh,
0: but yeah I, I be wondering like wow like y'all do shit for niggas the same way some of these niggas do shit for white people it's just clout chasing. It's just like, yeah, it does all kind of fall under that. But it's, I don't know. It's don't... targeted clout chasing.
1: Yeah. And you also, I'm assuming that you think black people are dumb if you do shit like that. Propaganda, essentially. I just don't understand. 2020 is the weirdest year in <laughs> my fucking life. <laughs> and it keeps getting fucking weirder. Yeah. And I keep being like, you know what? It can't be any worse. And it keeps getting worse. It's like those books we used to read, like the Wayside stories oh. where the school, everything is just going fucking crazy. I used to love those books. <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, we are in the year of Wayside. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's about to happen next. I know it's just going to be some awful shit. There's no telling. It's a, This is a Toxie Turby ass year. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. That's the other shit. Like all this, like coronavirus shit, doesn't have to be this bad. It's just niggas are incompetent.
0: Y'all are being rebellious against the wrong things.
1: <laughs> white white people are really fighting to get into Walmart without a mask, while niggas is getting hung. We are not the same.
0: Shit, niggas out here too. Like, I I don't heard too many niggas be like, man, if I don't got to shit at this point, like. Or I done probably already had her. We all done been exposed at this point and blah, blah, blah. Like, so niggas out here falling
1: out. (laughs) D.L. Hughley's dumbass. Another example of God don't like us. Right.
0: Niggas, and first of all, D.L. Hughley, he has aged like he looks super sick. Like, he looked like he got more than COVID. (laughs) He got advanced COVID. Uh Covid plus. Advanced placement Covid.
2: <laughs>
0: Covid plus plus. Uh He looked super sick in the face when he did that video yeah, announcing he that he had like I know that I know that he's getting older or whatever, but he his the
1: sunkenness. He, he's also know. one of those people that doesn't look good skinny.
0: That's what it is. He he's lost too much weight. It's almost like with
1: Al Sharpton. That's like, exactly
0: what it is.
1: And so now you're just like... You look sick. That's why I gotta... If I ever do lose weight, I gotta... Be, it's gotta have a stopping point. <laughs> you're like, yo, you out here looking old,
0: oh my G. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit of tone muscle to kind of keep... Keep a mass, but a healthier mass. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep your skin
1: tight. Right. And these niggas is just... He almost look diabetic. He... I was going to say lupus, but let me
0: not diagnose
1: people. I right know. we like, well, Dr. Juice and Dr. Kimber. We over it? here
0: web and niggas.
2: That nigga, like, he got lupus. He,
0: he just looks super sick. I'm like, damn, I know, nigga, you just passed out, but shit. <laughs> look like life didn't hit you. A <laughs> little harder than COVID, my nigga. like life did passed
1: out
2: on you.
1: <laughs> Um, But, yeah, he passed out while he was in a full comedy club. For and then
0: he, like, I'm and I'm just like, first of all, like, y'all didn't take notes from Dave, like, Dave had people in masks that were social distance, and it wasn't a huge
1: audience, like. But that's also because these niggas don't fucking care, and these comedy club owners, like, I gotta get some money. Yeah, that's true. Where is Deal Hughley based right now? Uh, he does that show, I think, Cali. I'm okay. not mistaken might be wrong
0: but uh yeah niggas out here acting like covid ain't a thing or it don't matter and not so y'all got to quit rotating blunts between <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20 people y'all gotta quit having all these big ass house sets y'all gotta chill bro. like <laughs> doing this shit too is much not, i feel like as everybody keeps talking about like numbers are gonna go back up obviously especially after uh next weekend because barbecue holiday yet again but i feel like whatever is coming this next time that will put us on another shutdown that they're all kind of like threatening but not it's gonna be a different i don't want to say strain because I'm not a doctor out here doing a research. Dr. Kim getting her
1: doctor back. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: I feel like this series of the COVID-19 <laughs> is going to uh, greatly affect the people in vastly different ways than it expressed itself on the uh, first onset.
1: <laughs> Apparently it's running ro- wild in my parents' hometown. Really? Wow. So... That's another
0: thing, too. We don't really hear about it in, like, rural, smaller rural areas. Like, Alabama is kind of flying under the radar compared to a lot of these other places. But still. We catching up now. And Florida ain't that close. With all you niggas going to the beach and coming back.
1: Spreading that shit.
0: Hopping on planes and coming
1: back. COVID World Tour 2020. (laughs) Ooh, Won't stop till the wheels fall off.
0: (laughs) COVID is in her motherfucking bag, my nigga
1: allow me to reintroduce myself my name is Cove. Cove.
0: <laughs> v to the ID <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod if you would like to follow me on Twitter you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl you
1: can find me at A Kid Named Juice
0: Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle.
1: New episodes available every Thursday.